Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Sooner or later, we're all going to experience bereavement, grief and loss in our lives. So how can we be prepared for this experience when it comes? Death, a podcast about love, grief and hopes, a locally produced show out this week that tries to find some answers about how we can cope with grief and how we can help others do the same. And the story's told by a man who's experienced incomprehensible loss himself. In 2011, Mark Longley's daughter Emily was murdered in England when she was 17 years old. This bewildering event marks attempts to come to terms with it. An audio grabbed from home videos of the young Emily give the show a lot of its emotional resonance and its driving force. But it's not just his story. He speaks to others who have lost loved ones to suicide, illness, in accidents and to old age. And spoiler alert, despite all the clichés about time healing wounds and closure, you're not going to find any nice, neat, simple answers here. The experience of grief's complex and confusing, messy, highly personal. The rotten bit about death and dying is it is clumsy. There's nothing elegant about it. There is nothing romantic about it. There is nothing scripted about it or anything like that. It is just all clumsy because it's new every time. Lise Groot Alberts is a grief therapist and a public speaker on palliative care. Lise moved to New Zealand from Friesland in the Netherlands with her family in the 1980s, and she developed her professional practice through her own tragic story of personal loss. Lisa's oldest daughter, Nana, was almost three when she died, just days after Lisa's son, Iko had been born. She had a very acute uh, respiratory illness, which started when my labour started, and then she died two days later. Dear. And yeah. she was th- almost three? Almost three. And she died two days after our son was born. So that was that hope and despair and joy and sorrow. This experience of joy and sorrow coming so closely together left people in Lisa's life confused about how to approach her. She says that in the days and months after, many people simply stayed away. Unable to find the right words, they chose instead to stay quiet. When our daughter died and our son was born, people did stay away and people didn't know what to do and mm. didn't know what to say. What do you do? Do you bring a, a, a present for the birth and, and, and condolences for death? Yeah, yeah. It was tough. Forty years have passed since Nana died. And Lee says that she has come to understand why some people avoided her and the subject of Nana's death. When our children die, our future dies, and yeah. it's really threatening. And being a parent and, and being in that core of love and being so wounded in that, mm. and I think often it is threatening for other parents. And I think part of why some of our peers stayed away who had children at a similar age mm. was because it was too painful. It does take courage at times to be with with somebody else who's in a lot of pain. 
people heal better in social networks, even if they reject them. And they need choices around whether they accept people into that intimate pain or not. Dr Peter Bray is the programme leader for the counselling programme at the University of Auckland. We know people need to talk about stuff. And so just to sit with a cup of tea, people need that. They just need the silence to reflect, to talk to others who may not judge them, who may not see them as contaminated by their loss. Peter was working as a school counsellor in England when he, his wife Bridget, who was pregnant with their son Freddie and her three children, decided to move to New Zealand in the late 1990s. Yeah, about about 22 years ago, um, I was working in England uh, as a as a school counsellor, but also as a teacher. And I thought I'd, I'd like to see the world a bit. So I, I looked to new places. Peter took up a role as school counsellor at Mangare College. The details of Peter's story are difficult to hear. I guess some people might call her quite, quite a hippie, quite a, a tall, buoyant woman, dark mm. hair, raven black hair, enthusiastic about pretty much everything, mm. uh, devoted to her children, and fortunately devoted to me as well. We were trying to, trying to get a baby. We did some IVF. We'd managed to create a child. And the child was, was born in New Zealand um, within a, a, a month of his arrival. And then within about another eight months, uh, he was dead. Bridget and uh, Ben and Freddie and, and Daniel, her other boy, were, were involved in a car accident. They were going down to, to pick up a, a schnauzer for us, um, a pet, a puppy, uh, and we were very excited about it. And they went off in the car, and I, I, I was left with uh, Simeon and Abigail back at base. And they went off on this wet morning and uh, had this accident. They were T-boned at, uh, on State Highway 1. The kids were eating breakfast and... Uh, a couple of hours, mid-morning, um, there was a knock at the door and uh, two police officers arrived. They were standing in the doorway and, and I'd understood that they were going to tell me something bad and I made a joke about, oh, you know, in the films the police always say they have to come inside and, mm-hmm. and the next thing you'll do is ask me to sit down. And they said, we do think you should sit down. They, they told me that uh, there'd been an, a road accident and that my... My wife had been killed. And then they said, um, and uh, your, your other son, Ben, has also been killed. By now I'm kind of reaching for cover, you know, and, and not knowing what's going on. Uh, and knowing that this is an impossible script and thinking it's over now, I've got, I've got a child. I've still got a child, you know, uh, Freddie's going to be okay. Um, and they said, and, and your, your, your baby child has suffered severe head injuries and um, is on his way to Hamilton Hospital. And I'm like, at that point, I, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know who I am. Uh, I, everything's focused on this pinprick of a moment. And my feelings are... Yeah, that, that I'm part of the universe and I've been sp- sort of exploded, but that I'm still having to accept this pain, that, that the pain is still there and it's a pain I've never felt before. 
And it just was multiple and accumulative. And it wasn't looking good for Freddie. For those of us on the outside, what is the answer? What is the right thing to say to someone who is recently bereaved? From the people I have interviewed for this series and those I've met in my life, there is no one answer. Some need company, some need space. But there is a common thread. Say something. Don't disappear. Literally saying, I don't know what to say. That's, yeah. a, that's a beautiful sentence because mm. that's the truth of it. So it's all about speaking the truth of it at the time. Lee Scrooge Alberts says that simply showing up and acknowledging loss is so important. It was a neighbor of, of a friend of ours who sent a tiny little card mm. uh, and said, we're really sorry to hear about the death of Namna and we congratulate you with the birth of Aiko, your son. Yeah. And, and that meant a lot. One of the, the people who really were there was my grandmother. Mm-hmm. And she just stayed there. She didn't give advice. Mm-hmm. She didn't tell me uh, how she did it or what happened to her or anything like mm-hmm. that. She was just there. It's one of the hardest things, but also one of the simplest things to mm-hmm. do, yeah. is to stay, to be present. Yeah. And you don't need to fix it because you can't. That's right. You yeah. don't need to give advice because you can't. And it's nonsense most of the time yeah, anyway. Yeah, yeah. Uh, however, the courage to stay present. Yeah. And to bear that, which is at times, I think, quite unbearable. Yeah. To sit with, with a deep pain, with a deep grief. Some of Death, a podcast about love, grief and hope, presented by Mark Longley and produced by Maggie Wicks for News Hub. There are three episodes out now and they're all out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google or wherever you get your podcasts from. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.